You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio with cast number 551 for Monday, May 18th, 2015. Tonight brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and now Motoring.com. Many performance, speed, and style. It's on Motoring.com. Hey everybody, it's DB in Arizona bringing you a brand new episode of the World Famous White Roof Radio. Talking about Mini Coopers for you on a Monday night, like we like to do. Um, missed last week. I'm sure you guys already noticed that. Apologies, apologies, apologies. T- Todd was busy, as was I, in the same spot. Oddly enough, Todd, say hi. Hello. Yes, I was in uh, in the desert southwest last week. That's right. Todd was here at uh, White Roof Radio HQ West doing some graphics work. It was pretty exciting stuff. Um, Alex, however, couldn't make it. Alex, say hi. Hi, guys. I'm actually, uh, you know what? It's not a bad thing that we didn't do it because I traveled uh, almost 10,000 miles in one week. So I was totally broken. I, <laughs> I was a broken man. So that's fine. I Happy to uh, talk to you again. I think it's a good thing Alex didn't make it because I don't believe he would have been able to keep up with us when we were drinking Kentucky Mules. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> Probably was. Probably not. <laughs> that, was, that was serious there. That, yeah, was, that, that was, was major league. That was, uh, we were warming up for Ambit. Yes, we were, which is coming up in another week. Next week, in fact. Uh, well, is it next week already? Yeah, the week. Yeah, it will be next week, yeah. Next week, we're going to be at Ambiv. We're really excited. Alex will be there. Uh, Todd's going to be there. I'm going to be there. You're going to be there. It's going to be a great time. A-M-V-I-V, mini vacation in Vegas. If you're hearing this now and you're going, oh, I didn't register. Yeah, you're too late. Just show up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not going to get a hotel room at the Silverton. Not gonna get, you're not going to get a room at the Silverton, though. Keep that in mind. You're going to be staying at the truck stop next door. Yeah, you'll be staying at the motel in the truck stop next door. And you're not going to get your cool bag of stuff because, well, you didn't register. Well, so. And can I also say that, that going on at the same time as Amviv, we talked about this last week, uh, is Woost over at Palace Station, which is the European car festival. It's like a lot of Volkswagen guys, Audi guys, BMW guys get together and hang out and they just tear the place down. And they, they basically catch Palace Station on fire. Yeah, pretty much, which, you know, you can't really tell by the time they're done. Um, <laughs> bum And here's the other thing. You know what else ends in Vegas on Friday night? The 20... I think that'd be the 28th? Well, no, Todd, I don't know, but please tell us. The Gumball 3000. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. culminates in Vegas on Friday night. And there's a huge party Friday and Saturday at uh, the MGM, the new resort whatever complex they've got which yeah. is there in between new york new york and monte carlo on the strip and there's a big supercar party they are traveling seven days from i want to say somewhere in sweden to uh vegas so yeah the gumball 3000 supercars across multiple continents in seven days so big deal big deal that sounds awesome uh we should go try to check that out yeah, supercars anyway. They're gonna be. They're all gonna be parked. If you want to see them, I guarantee you go to the Mandarin Oriental in Vegas while you're there on like Friday night, and because their valet is parked right out front, like you can see all the cars. So Vegas just that weekend is just gonna be sick with cool cars. It really is. It's gonna be like stay away from the Strip on Friday and Saturday night, which is pretty much in general in Vegas anyway. So, <laughs> but so that's going on. So we're really excited about that. We had a great time out here, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, we do have some cool things. We got some news from MotoringFollow.com, and we have other things to talk about. Alex is continuing to try to change this from being the Mini Cooper podcast into the other brand of cars podcast. So yeah, he's got, <laughs> he, he apparently no longer likes minis. Alex turned into a giant hater. No, so, he's he's doing comparison shopping, and I respect that. 
He's not. It's not Harrison <laughs> show. I'm just looking for his car. Come on. Well, uh, um, hey, that's what that's what regular customers do, right? Right. Uh, Todd wants to talk about the horn on the F56. We're going to do that later, and I want to talk more about the Roadster. We're going to get to all that plus news from MotoringFile.com, like I said here in just a minute. Before we do, let's get started uh, with one of the fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. Let's kick it off tonight with our friends over at Outmotoring. Outmotoring.com. You guys know these guys, the Mini Cooper Parts Superstore. They have all the things that you could possibly want, uh, and and this coming up for summer. Mini hats starting at twelve dollars and ninety five cents. Honestly, they're like they're and it's the hat you get from the parts desk, and Aaron's selling them over there for thirteen bucks. Why are you guys just not going and buying all the things from outmotoring.com? Go over there, check that out. Plus a whole complete line of personal stuff. You know, the, besides the hats, there's the shirts and the shoes and the watches and everything else. Plus, uh, you're some other specials going on right now. Uh, Speechine. Of the gallons, 20, 20% off. These got a smoking deal on PIAA wipers. You will never buy another set of windshield wipers again if you put those on your car. Had them on Roxy, 10 years they lasted without a hitch. 40 bucks for the set, you can't beat it. And uh, the Alta intake for the Gen 1 Cooper S available over at outmotoring.com as well. Don't forget when you're there, I want you guys to also sign up for the email newsletter. It's really handy about this is when you, when you do sign up, you start getting the mails and it comes with its very own 5% discount code. Pretty sweet, really. That way, when you anything that you buy at outmotoring.com, you save five percent. For example, I just purchased a set of uh, car mats from my car, carpeted mats, because I don't like rubber mats, and that's a discussion for another day. I just don't like them. Um, I got these really fancy ones. I got the pinstripe, they're like the they're the legit mini ones, like from the dealer type stuff. And I used my coupon code, and you know what happened? I saved five percent on my order. It they, was super rad. They aren't those same mats that we had on Mini Texas States, are they? No, well, no, because that was the F fifty six mats. Those were terrible, by the way. The ones that come free with the car now. Oh, really? Yeah, the, they're horrible. The no, ones, these are the the ones with the fancy pinstripe. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome because the standard ones in the back seat. What after about oh, three God. days of getting in and out of the back, it was just a pile of. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> those were bad. <laughs> okay, those are really bad. No, the these are the really nice uh, R fifty six ones. The the ones that have the 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 little pinstripes on them. They're super nice, and they're gonna look sharp on the inside of my car with the you know the green paint and all that. I think it's gonna be badass. Anyway, uh, when I bought them, I saved five percent because I had my outmotoring email and there was my coupon code right there. I'm highlighting it for you now. Remember all that stuff from our friend over at outmotoring outmotoring dot com. Mini performance, speed, and uh, we're gonna stick with PIAA wipers because I need to order a set. That's uh, outmotoring dot com. Also, the PIA wipers work. I'm just saying, Mini USA, Mini. I've never experienced a car that had the world's worst windshield wipers than I have on a Mini Cooper. And I thought, oh maybe no, they're not bad anymore. They're no, dude, no. On the R56, they're horrible. Well, they're, they're still bad. bad on the R56, but dude, oh. your car is eight years old. Come on, dude. I don't care. If I, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> it's no excuse. Such when a I, hater. When I, first, I am a hater. Uh, windshield wipers. When I first bought my R, my first R53, I remember the windshield wipers were abysmal. All they did was streak. They just moved the water around and somehow specially coated the water so it would just streak the window so you couldn't see out the window. I, I have no idea how that actually happened. Um, and the same thing was on my R50. That's why I put those PIA wipers on. They are awesome. Trust me on that one. They, they you'll That's the best 40 bucks you'll ever spend. So you bought so much stuff for Bruce, it's like your brand new car at this point. Yes, so I've done. We're going to talk about that later. I've did uh, working up all my interior mods. I got a couple things I want to talk about that I got from Craven, um, my floor mats, and I want to throw something out to the white radio listeners. We're going to do that later. First of all, Maestro, if you please. Boom. Just like that. A little bit of news from Let's start today. 
I don't know. It's like throwing darts at my computer screen. Let's start today. You know what? There's been a lot of lately because we've already kind of just talked about the uh, F-56 JCW. You cannot swing a dead cat on the internet right now without hitting a review for the JCW F-56. And, and you know what? I've been out of town. Uh, what are they all saying? Uh, they're all liking yeah, all so far. What do you say, Alex? Yeah, so so when you when you I mean you're right, DBs. All of those, you know, most of the journalists, uh, I think it was uh, European journalists, right? The US has not had a chance yet to uh to try the yeah, the press Todd and myself have had a chance to drive a review JCW car. Yeah, yeah. Uh so I think the USA is gonna host the event this summer or uh you know, at the end of May. Um and European journalists are pretty, you know, are pretty positive about it overall. You know, it's uh it does what a JCW is supposed to do. It's a grown-up car compared to the to the previous version. Uh, there's, a, there's always the price card that they're that they're pulling out at the end of their reviews, saying like you know it's a still expensive for a mini. But uh, all in all, they seem to be pretty positive about it. The the, uh, the what I don't what I don't it's not what I don't like about those reviews. Those reviews are very informative, right? So if you if you're on the hunt to buy a JCW. Go read those reviews. You'll be uh, maybe it will help you uh, make some come to some kind of decision on your on your purchase, right? What I'm hope what I'm excited to get though is the, uh, the comparative reviews. I want the car to be pitted against you know some other cars in 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 a single review, if you will, so you can get an actual idea of what it's worth uh, compared to uh, its competitors. Uh, which in the U.S. I don't know what you guys will use as competitors. I think the Golf GTI or the Golf R may be uh, one of those competitors. Are we are we also getting the Focus ST and the Focus RS in the U.S.? Uh, I believe ST. we get the ST, but I don't. Um, I have to forgive me. I should know this, but I don't believe we're getting the RS. I wish we were. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think we're getting the RS. So it's kind of difficult to compare the JCW against something, right? Because you're either putting yourself, you know, putting it on on a price comparison, and then you're looking at the the cars in this in that kind of price range, or you put it putting it in a in a in a class comparison. So the the cars of the same, you know, relatively same size, like what do they do? And 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 when you look when you look this when you look at it this way, I don't see many cars, you know. That are comparable to the JCW, honestly. Well, I think the Golf R, uh, yeah, yeah. the Golf R is as close as it gets, and I think both in size and performance. I mean, it's got way more horsepower. It's rated at 290 horsepower instead of like uh, uh, what is this one, 228, Um, Mm -hmm. and which is a huge leap. But price wise, they're almost identical. I mean, I I spec them out uh, against each other and came within like three or six hundred dollars, and to me, that's negligible. That might as well be the same price. Mm-hmm. So, and just an update. It looks like we are getting the Focus RS in the states finally, but not until spring of 2016. Okay, Oof, that's a long time. So, so hey, go buy yourself a JCW instead. There you go. That'll that'll help you tide you over until you know. Because after all, the Ford Focus RSTRSR, whatever it is, S R S. It's still a Ford. Yeah, but it's the RS. I don't care. It's still. I mean, it's still gonna be. I have that. thirty years of bad taste in my mouth from Ford. I'm not saying anything, but I honestly, I think the RS is gonna be the car everybody's gonna want to beat when it finally lands on U.S. shores. Well, and here's the here's the problem though. They're gonna make like a billion of them, and right. every other car on the road is gonna be one of those, and every boy tuner, and you're gonna get sick of seeing them, and it's gonna be like Hootie and the Blowfish. That was cool at first. 
<laughs> but now nobody likes Hootie and the Blowfish, you know? That's all I'm saying. Okay, that's to be the show title. I don't. Can you? You have to spell this for me because I I miss some of the words. Just blowfish. I heard blowfish. That's all I heard. Just type it out there. Uh, not only that, we also there was a, a really good uh, comparison. GP2 driver took an F56 JCW first spin, and I think one of the best video reviews so far. It's the X car guys um, take the JCW out. It's an 11 minute long video. It's a little long for you guys, I know, but uh, check it out. Definitely worth watching if you're interested about that car at all. He's super like goo goo gaga about it. He's like all fanboy about it. So it's, you guys will enjoy that. And if you want more pictures, then you know what to do with of the new JCW. Good grief. Just there are all the pictures are over at motoringfile.com. Hey, hey, you know what we should post as the uh, hey, the picture for I'll, this week? Did you show? post the mega gallery? Yeah, you did post the mega gallery. Okay. We should post the picture that I blacked out the grill on the JCW. Oh, yeah. yeah you should make sure, make sure you send that to me this weekend. I will send that to you. It looks really good. I blacked out the, the on the F56, the giant chrome mouthpiece that's on the grill. Yeah. And the the bar that goes across it. This wasn't on a JC actual JCW. It was upgraded. It was a Cooper S. It was a black Cooper S. So I did carbon fiber wrap on the bar across it, the middle of the grill, and then the giant ring around the outside. And I think it improved the looks of this car uh, a thousandfold. And Alex still says it's got problems, but you know, hey, yeah, you what can't are you cure it. Let's continue with JCW. So, Mini, it looks like they're also going to make a JCW package for the F55. Well, I, I didn't. What's the article say? Because they're actually the upgrade is already available. It's the it's the JCW upgrade package um, for is the. Is that F, what it is? It's the, not. They're not going to make a, a four door JCW. You can go to the dealer and say, "Hey, I want a four door." Oh, hey, by the way, also put the JCW pack on that for me. It's well, going to be like that, right? Uh. Hey, they said they never had any intention of making a full JCW bottle of it. Yeah, however. So um, what we're talking about is the exhaust upgrade and the mm-hmm. 15 horsepower. The part numbers exist. Um, our dealer's been trying to order them for quite a while for this, and uh, they're still not available in the U.S. They should be any day now, any day now, because the numbers are in the system. You know, the stuff's supposed to be available. So basically right. it's an upgrade just like if you bought a Cooper S now and you got that exhaust upgrade and, you get you get that plus fifteen horsepower and a killer sound. Yeah, that's true. That sound is pretty pretty dope, as yeah. the kids say. But by the way, next week I will have one of those for An review F-55 purposes. For review? No, the uh, the F fifty six with the upgraded exhaust. I finally okay. will get behind the wheel of that and be able to do a full on exhaust. And I'm going to rig up microphones and uh, do the best kind of uh, review I can on White Roof yep. Radio. Sounds awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, let's see what else. We have. we have more JCW stuff. So we got all the galleries. I told you guys about that. All the reviews are up, are starting to show up now. Um, somebody put out, was Alex, is that you asking what you would change about the JCW? It's actually Gabe. That's a great yeah. question. That's a, and, that's a great question that you're asking of people who haven't even driven the car. Yeah, but uh, unexpectedly, everyone is talking about the design. <laughs> Of course, right. the wheels. The, the exterior design. You get the two. Cho- design, yeah. You get two choices for wheels on this car, and they're both um, not that attractive. Right. That's I it. mean, I, I'm I, I'm over the whole front end of the car. People just need to stop complaining about that. That you're yeah. just at this point now, you're beating a horse that is dead and almost all the way to just fertilizer at this point. Just just stop. But I mean, I'm looking at this picture of the JCW, and I'm just like going, "Oh my God, look at how much lean there is going around that corner." Is that really the best picture that press wanted to put out for a JCW car? 
I don't know. I, I mean, uh, you, can you tell how much lean there is on that car? That is, but you know what? When you're really pushing it, you can get one wheel off the ground. The guys at Lap Motorsports did it with theirs. Oh, sure, but they're <laughs> pretty flat. So I don't know if you yeah. want to see a picture of a car that's leaning that much. Um, so, I mean, if I had to say what could be changed about the JCW, I'd say, well, stiffen it, that suspension up. Did anybody notice anything when you look at the press pictures of this car? There mm. is a, a picture there in one of the galleries of the, uh, the F56 JCW. And mm. it's an interior picture, and you get a good shot of those seats, which one, by the way, I saw them in person, the Alicantara seats. Wow. Alex, you saw these in in uh, Detroit. That red... And I also tried them on uh, when I did a test drive at uh, Mini of Boston. That red on the outer lip of that is not really red. It's like burgundy, wine, purple almost. That sounds delightful. It does not look chili red at all. It doesn't match. I think it's, uh, you know, I, I wish it were black. So, but the pictures make it look. But if you look at that picture on Motoring File in the gallery of the JCW, it's got a manual transmission. Did we notice that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep, it's a manual transmission, and those don't exist until the end of July. Oh, so, so since uh, pre-production, possibly. Just begs the question to me: What's the holdup with the manual transmission? Officially, the word is that we're told is they wanted to make sure and get it just right. Mm. What does that mean? Well, yeah, I'm, no, no, I think I'm no. I mean, we before. I'm gonna say it's a. a I'm gonna go with the issue of the clutch. That's what no, I, I don't think so. I think. I mean, uh, I I don't have the information, so maybe you actually could be right. But uh, I think it's a sales thing. Like you know, they know that people will primarily buy automatic as opposed to to manuals. And then when you add the fact that not a lot of JCW are being ordered, that's why maybe it's being pushed so far away. Uh, in the summer, as opposed to being available right from the get-go. Yeah. Okay. That's I think it's a good. I think it's a good-looking car. I like it a lot. I I worked on one today. They the first JCW in Kansas City that sold. I put stripes on it today, and uh, I believe they sold another one. They they sold two, and just so you know, our local dealer Baron Mini in Kansas City, they have at least not one but two cars available with the upgraded exhaust on it. So if you uh-huh. want to come test drive a car, you can with that exhaust in here and they've got another one for sale like you've got two options there so i say kudos to my local dealer for doing that yeah because a lot of places will say well we don't even you know we don't even have one for you to try out why are we going to drop two grand on something that you can't even try no it's so dumb can you uh can you actually have that exhaust for the jcw or is it just for the standard f56 cooper no we thought it was going to be available for the jcw that in fact was a, a typo um, the two there's two part numbers available for that JCW upgrade exhaust, and those two numbers that are available are for both for the F56. One's for a 2014, which remember they changed the engine designation. There was a like a B58. And I'm probably wrong about these numbers, but I think it was a B58 and a B59. One was the 15 and one was the 14. Well, there's two different part numbers for that exhaust. For both cars. If you have a Cooper S that's a 2014, you get one. If you have a 2015, you get a completely different one because it's a different engine. So, okay. And we thought, we were told initially that, oh, there's going to be a second one available. It's for the JCW. No, it is not. And from what I am told officially, it is still currently not in the plans, which I think is ridiculous. I think it really ought to be part of the JCW Pro line. Um as an upgrade feature because, you know, you can upgrade the suspension. There's really nowhere to go on the brakes on the JCW, but uh, why not be able to add a $2,000 exhaust to the car to 
pad profits a little bit. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. you're right. I'm with you, Todd. I'm with you 100%. And don't you guys also think that this exhaust, that where the real money is, is if they made that exhaust for a Cooper? Yeah. I would totally buy that the car, by the way. Wouldn't you, though? I mean, come yeah, on. Would have, They're totally would... missing the market on that. They um, really should. And I think they look at the numbers and go, well, the first one didn't sell that well. It's like, well, they didn't market it at all until we did a review on an audio review. They weren't selling. And then they sold out. Yes. So I, I agree. They, it, that's one of the things is they, they go, well, the Cooper people are just going to buy that. and They're, they're not going to want to do mods or anything like that. And that's total crap. Nope. Yep. People buy Coopers and they mod them too. They put lower suspension on. They put intake. They do one to exhaust. Why isn't there a factory um, JCW Cooper mod option well and i think the new f56 cooper is a sweet spot for a car right. it is so much fun to drive i think it's actually more fun got, to drive it, than the s it's got price point and if they could come up with an exhaust that added 10 horsepower to that and gave it a kind of a cooler sound you know yeah dude that'd be so rad yeah i think i'd go oh f56 cooper jcw cooper yeah I, and we're not saying they're not going to i'm just saying we haven't heard that we call it something else i don't care call something else get yeah. dyna to do it call dyna and say hey yeah. fellas give Absolutely. us an exhaust and an intake for the cooper Absolutely. What is uh, why? Why are you saying? Why are you guys saying like it's uh, more fun to drive than the regular S? And just than the S. Sorry. Um, I think the Cooper's more fun to drive. I feel like it's more tossable. Like you can really push it to its limit, and you feel it. You feel it struggling to get that power, and that to me is like okay. I feel more in control of this car than I do the S. The S just feels smoother, and it's like oh, I've got the power. I'm gonna lay it down. And some people like that. It's like, yeah, it's fast, but I don't think you feel it in the S like you do in the Cooper. And uh, I don't think I'm the only one that thinks that. I mean, hey, write into us, leave it, leave it out in the comments if you think the new Cooper is more fun to drive than the Cooper S. Yeah, but uh, it just needs, it needs more, and just mean needs a little bit more noise. It's too quiet. But if it was, yeah. if it, if it just had a little and bit more, fun- and I know Todd, you know how to ring some more noise out of it. Um, but just like my first time driving, I was kind of going, oh, that's kind of quiet. And the funny the, thing is, is yeah, that three-cylinder engine, you think they could get some ridiculous noise out of that. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, send us an email, feedback, com, or, you know, leave a note in the show notes. Finally tonight, well, not really finally, but there's a couple things left. Um, Mini Connected has removed the Facebook from Mini Connected. Well, they find, they listened to us our show about a month ago. So like, well, we I talked about how uh, useless it was. <laughs> and I honestly, I didn't think the Mini Connected app was still a thing. It, <laughs> it is. It's not only a thing, but they have the new one. Use it? Yeah, they have that new one, the, the Motoring Mate app. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Okay. Does anybody use any of those features, though? No, we have Mini Connected here. We I mean, except for that first time, you said, oh, look, I've got Mini Connected. I'm going to go drive around, and I'm going to let it post to Facebook. That first time, you know, everybody did it that first And time. got into an accident. <laughs> nobody nobody uses it for that anymore. I mean, if you have Mini Connected in your Mini, this is like a legit question. I want to know, do you use the calendar? Do you use the contact no. thing? Do you use any of the Mini Connected features? No, Other none. Than- other than, you know, if you're in Mini Connected, you know all the features in the circle. Do you use any of those features, or do you only have Mini Connected because you wanted uh, stereo Bluetooth connectivity to your phone? <laughs> Let us know. WhiteRoofRadio.com. Leave us a note in the show notes. And I'll <laughs> say, as, as having one here in the house, the only thing, we like, Nav is on the screen 95% of the time. Yeah, but Nav's not part of Mini Connected. No, it's not part of Mini Connected, although you can't get Nav without getting Mini Connected. This is true. So... You can get Mini Connected without getting Nav, 
by the way. Yeah. So that's kind of weird. But we never, never had the car almost a year now. And I think once in that year have fired up the Mini Connected app. Now, I did try out to test the new, uh, the Mate, the, the motoring Mate or whatever it's called now. Journey Mate. Journey Mate, that's it. The Journey Mate XL. Uh, we did try that out. And it's much smoother. Remember Google sent a car, how clunky that was? Yeah, but it was, and and it was cool because it was at least it was there. Once you figured it out, and you're oh my god, I'm like the right. master of all things. This is the future. Well, it's much easier now because on your phone you can take and you can search the address and you can just say okay, uh, there it is in the app, and it works like a GPS within the app. And then as soon as you plug your phone in, there it is, your destination and multiple destinations, whatever it is, and it sends right over to the nav. It actually works. It's. It's actually functional. So if you've got Mini the uh, Mini Connected and Nav in your new F56, I highly recommend the JourneyMate XL app, free at the iTunes Store or uh, not on Android. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting for the day. That I know, and I just want this to happen. I just want it to be an option. It's just you don't have to get Mini Connected. You don't have to get Nav, but there's going to be a checkbox. This is one of my this is my dream list of uh, stereo Bluetooth checkbox. It should be standard. It's just ridiculous. Why isn't that just standard? Well, they made but, Bluetooth audio. They made Bluetooth phone standard. Um, nobody talks on the phone anymore, so that's just dumb. That's like saying, "Oh, hey, we're well, going to give you a CD player for." Let's free. say young people don't talk on the phone anymore. I don't talk on the phone. Anymore. My parents still call me. I don't think they're. I don't even take my parents' calls. My parents don't talk to. Don't talk <laughs> on the phone in the car because it's not plugged into the wall. Yeah, that's true. Right. I could hold the receiver anyway, up to I the want ear. stereo Bluetooth in my car. Every car. I had to go, and I, I bought the uh, – I'll talk about this later, but I bought a, a new Rockford Fosgate little Bluetooth, stereo Bluetooth thing for Bruce, and it just it plugs in, and whoop, boom, done. And now I can listen to stereo Bluetooth in my car. So you just anyway. hook it up to the aux port then? Yeah, it just goes right to the aux port. I'll talk more about that later. It's kind of a cool little piece. It's the second one I'm on. This is a nice one. Finally, for those of you who just can't get enough mini a Countryman uh, Dakar action, there are some – fantastic photographs over at motoringfile.com that you can actually download and use as your desktop wallpaper. I highly recommend any of these because they are super badass, especially with the countryman in the air with sand coming out of the back. It's pretty rad. <laughs> go check it out. Because I'm super, like, I'm going to, like, just go, yeah, okay. I'm just, I want all the pictures. I wanted to make a Star Wars reference in regards to the sand, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> There's only a... Please don't. Alex, so end of news from motoringfile.com. Unless anybody had anything else to add? Not on news, no. Nope. Very good. Then let's move on, shall we? I want to talk to you guys yep. uh, about another one of our fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. Um, let's move on to Craven Speed. Cravenspeed.com. I want you to go over there. Actually, I want you to go over to White Roof Radio and you're going to go in the show notes and you're going to see a link to the new Craven Speed gear shift knob. Okay. This is the bitchiness little piece that I've seen in a very long time. In fact, I have one on my car. I've been using it now for about a week, and it is freaking awesome. First of all, it drops the throw. It's like putting a short shift around your car. It cuts about two inches off the off the height of your gear shift knob. So your old gear shift knob was at least two inches higher than this one. It fits on really nice. It feels good in the hand. It's nice and solid. It's a good heavy piece. And it has these interchangeable caps. So there's a top piece that you can change out with an Allen wrench. And you get blue ones, red ones, all different colored ones. Uh, if you call them up and ask real nice, they'll like custom engrave something. Mine's got the White Radio logo on it. It is so awesome. And that is available over at CravenSpeed.com plus all the other cool Craven 
speed stuff we're going to be talking about here in a little bit. The mini dipstick, so you can you know check your oil and it doesn't break. The SW antenna, which just makes your car not look like it's remote controlled, and um, the end gate system which is all super awesome stuff. All that available only at Craven Speed. Also available other places, but Craven Speed makes it. CravenSpeed.com. Go over there, check it out. Make sure you sign up for the email newsletter. That way you find out about really cool things like, you know, the new Craven Speed gear shift lever. Gear shift knob. Super awesome stuff. Uh, CravenSpeed.com. Home of the electric mini. Go check it out now, please. Boom. The gear shift knob, though, is so cool. Todd, you saw it. It is. It was very cool. It was very cool. I liked it, I liked a, lot. it a lot. Yes, so do I. Um, and by the way, Mini has a new. Speaking of this, uh, it's a <laughs> competing thing for Craving Speed. There's a uh, interchangeable deal. In, it's like a little arm that swings out, or you can hook on like an iPhone or a navigation system or something like that. And it looks kind of like the you know the little pod where things snap on, like that. But it's just kind of like a snap on ball joint. Oh. All right. There's no there's no attachment for an iPhone six yet, just a five. Okay. So there's like attachment for a Garmin or an iPhone five or five S. Yeah, you know, if you need something, let's just go ahead and we'll talk about the the latest batch of mods that I've done to my mini. Yeah. Uh, and the other one that I've done besides the gear shift knob, which is awesome, and the carpeted floor mats, which will be awesome once they get here. It's supposed to be here tomorrow. That's last Friday for you people in normal show time. Is um. The new Craven Speed Extra Extra Large FlexPod adapter. Yep, I just tossed you. Um, a lot of you like the old squeezy thing we call it, the the scissor mount for your phone, or you maybe you just had the one that just fit the iPhone four, or the four S, or the five. I forgot which one it was. Um, they actually have one now, and I've got it in my car. It works great on the five S, but it will also hold the iPhone six, and it will hold the iPhone six S six plus, the big one. I I didn't test with the six plus, but I've tested with. Uh, the new Google Nexus phone that's a big giant thing the size of a 6 plus and it actually fits so if you are looking for something to do a mount in your car for that big phone it could be the big Android phone it could be the big Apple phone whichever that the the XXL FlexPod adapter will do the trick yeah, and I'm a huge fan. That's super nice. And there's one thing I want you guys to know, though. So you're going to order that, and it comes by default so that the phone appears on the right side, which is basically in the center of the car. If you prefer it to be on the left, closer to the door, you want to make sure you specify that in, when you place your order in the notes field. Say, hey, make mine for the left. So they will configure it so that your arm goes the other way. That's very important. Anyway, that's a super awesome piece. I've done that. You know, and the next thing that I need to do on my car, and you guys just have to talk to me about this, and I've been reading threads at NAM, which just gives me a twitch anyway, is this, <laughs> the stock area when the R56 is poor. The stock what? Sorry, DB, I couldn't hear you. The stock stereo yep. in the R56, it's not the HK, just the stock, uh, whatever they call it, just the regular old stereo, it's really poor. My clock radio sounds better than the stereo in my car, right? Mm-hmm. So the next thing I'm going to do, uh, I said I was going to do suspension mods so that I can get Bruce lower to the ground, but I've decided I spend so much damn time in my car that I just can't deal with the stereo anymore. So I'm going to start doing stereo upgrades. I would uh, rec- I don't know what you've read over there. What I don't know what the world is telling you. But the, the I- world's telling me that there's like there's like a hack that you can do. First of all, you have to like you unplug this connector that's inside the kick panel on the driver's side, and you move some pins around, and you 
put it, and you plug it back together, and supposedly that switches the signal so that the front signal goes to the rear speakers and the rear speaker signal goes to the front speakers. And that's supposed to improve the sound quality of this stereo. Well, that's interesting but, because you can't remove – it's so integrated into the uh, onboard computer, it makes it very difficult to swap out the head unit. Which, I don't want to swap out the head unit, and I don't want to change out the amp because I've heard there's huge issues of doing either of those. Yeah, and I would just upgrade the speakers then uh, in the car, which you yeah, can but, do. They make they make speakers that fit in there. Yeah, but I want to get I want to get a little bit of bass. I'm thinking I want to put a subwoofer in the back, maybe a little eight inch or maybe even a, like a little six inch sub in the back somewhere. You could do that. Get a cro- you're going to get a crossover for it too, but that's not going to affect anything else. I'll add a second amp if I need to, or I'll add an amp to my speakers. I'll leave the factory amp alone mm-hmm. and just rewire everything through the new amp. I don't know. I got a guy here. I got to talk to. You can about. do that because I did that in my uh, in my GP. I didn't do it, but the previous owner did it. Um, I've got the stock stereo head unit that's in there, right. but it's got an additional amp. Um, it's got a JL audio amp and a subwoofer like a 12 or 14 inch subwoofer in the back uh, that's in the floor. It's integrated. You can't even see it. Uh, that's what I want to do too. And they upgraded all the speakers to JL audio speakers. So yeah. it, it really helps a lot, but granted that system, I think in my car was around three grand. I'm not going to spend that much cause I'll yeah. build the box. So I'll, I'll get the sub and I'll find a sub that'll fit. That'll work with a limited amount of air and right. I'll build a box. You're going to get one of those ones that look like a giant NOS tube or something like that, right? Like a giant. Oh, no, no, I don't, those are cool. I like the, the I like those <laughs> subs are really nice. No, but I'll build a box and I'll basically make it so that my, so, so that I have a flat floor in the boot, mm-hmm. but I, but I've been thinking of trying to put it together. It needs to be removable so you can still get access to the tools and the spare, obviously. But I'll do it there so and have it firing down so the speaker's not popping up through the hole so you can't damage it by putting you know groceries in the back or something. And then um, have that in the back, just a single sub, and then some kind of amp that'll work with that and then upgrade the speakers. Obviously. Three words for you. Rear seat delete. Oh, maybe. I never <laughs> use a rear seat. I know. That's what I'm saying, right? Just, yeah, just yank the... To fill the back with 18-inch subwoofers. Dude, you're going to be going to, like, car stereo shows. Yeah, he's going to go all the kid drift on us. <laughs> I'm going to go all kid drift. I'm going to do all the SPL competitions. <sighs> I'm going to, like, silicone my windows in. I'll have to replace all my windows with, like, Lexan because it's going to be popping out all the time. Right. From all the bits. Right. Every time I heard people making modifications about their sound system, I always heard also, like, horror stories about electrical problems. And well, that's why if you, it. is that is that a is that a thing? Or no, that's true. Me? That's absolutely true. You have to keep the head unit that's in there because it's so integrated with the onboard computer now that once you do that, it thinks, oh, something's been stolen and something doesn't work right, and this is yada yada yada. But you can add an amplifier and uh, additional speakers or it changes. looks weird. And there's a there's a company that actually makes a, a plate that replaces the factory head unit. So yeah. if you pull it out and replace the head unit with something else, there's actually a plate that you can put in there and it basically makes that space blank. Oh, yeah. I've and seen look, people do it. So. And it looks dumb. First of all, I don't like the look of it. Um, but I just want – and besides that, you're in a car. I mean, a car is one of the worst environments for stereo sound anyway. I just want it to sound better than it does now. And I want a little bit of kick to it. It doesn't need to sound – I mean, I don't need stereo reference because I'm in a car, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm listening to MP3s. Over a Bluetooth connection, honestly, <laughs> you know, super compressed music played back through a a wireless medium. It's You're gonna get good. all sorts of audio files telling you. Okay, you. you guys can come at me. I don't care. That's fine. Um, but that's what I'm listening. I'm listening from my iPhone. I'm listening to MP3 files played over a Bluetooth connection. 
in a car. So, so I agree with you, DB. I, you're looking. You're not looking for like audiophile quality. You just want it to sound better, and I'm with you on that. Correct. That's all. I just wanna. I just wanna upgrade what I have. I don't. I'm not even gonna change the deck. The deck is totally fine because the deck does what it needs to do, and it takes the music from the, my Bluetooth device. And it, you know, and it puts it out into wires that I can then connect to an amp, which I can then connect to upgraded speakers and subwoofer in the back. So what you're doing basically is making it sound just as the way it should have sounded out of the factory. Yeah. I'm actually gonna, I'm actually closer uh, is gonna be the replication of, of uh, what an HK sounds like. Okay. Well, and that's the thing I think we can recommend it if you're ordering a new mini, um, be sure for whatever, just check the box for HK. Really, it's worth it. It is. It really is. That's and the LED lights. Uh, I, when I when my car showed up on on the internet, I went to go check it out. It had no sunroof. Check. It was a Cooper with a manual transmission. Check. check. Had cloth seats. Check. And cloth sport seats at that. So check. It did not have HK. That's the one checkbox that I and but it had the three of the four that I needed. And I just went, well, that's good enough. So now I need to replicate that. Well, HK. I have another solution for you. Then it's just stop listening to music and just listen to NPR all the time. I could just listen to NPR all the time. You could. You'd be, you'd be smarter for it. Yeah, I would be. <laughs> those wheels, I have to say, look really nice. Uh, uh, those wheels are amazing. Um, I have to worry about brakes soon so that they don't get so dirty, but they look so nice. Yeah, when, really I, when I saw the wheels the first time I saw DB's car, they, were, they weren't white at all. I'm like, I thought you put white wheels on here. <laughs> uh, I have to say, like, I'm not a fan of putting, like, uh, aftermarket wheels on a car because I like everything to be of the same brand, but those look nice. So uh, you have my full seal of approval. And, uh, I'm with you 100. percent In fact, this is the first time I've ever had uh, aftermarket wheels on a car. I've never. I mean, of every car that I've ever owned, I've never had like an aftermarket wheel on a car ever. So what? Until what I was on your wish list where, uh, between those wheels and you know something else that you could have chosen? Um, there's some inky wheels that are really nice. Um, the problem that I had is I like the mini wheels, but there weren't any that really jumping out at me that I could get in white. The problem with because uh, I really wanted white wheels, and they the stopped way, offering them as the problem. Stopped, uh, you could get like a like some S lights for in white, but I don't like the S lights. They're heavy and it's not. I just don't like they're big and chunky. And it's like, well, I like say the JCW Challenge Book wheel, which is a really nice wheel, and you can get smoking deals on those all day long. But it costs like seventy to a hundred bucks to have them powder coated the color that you want. Right. Mm-hmm. Just you know, for that kind of money, first you got to buy the wheels, and then you got to spend another five to seven hundred dollars get them powder coated. Well just like, well, why wheels. not just get something that's already white, which right. is what I really wanted. That's that was my goal. So it really ties the room together, man. It really does. I agree because yeah. I've got the white, I've got the white mirror caps, I got the white roof, perfect. I got chrome in the center, so I got the chrome mustache piece, and I got the little bit of chrome on the side scuttle, and I got the chrome rings around the thing. So I think it's nice. I do as, like as it. As soon as I just give it a little bit more low, I'll be a happy guy. I do like it. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's that. Stereo stuff. If you've got tips on stereo stuff, leave it on the show notes, please. Um, I'll be doing that, like I said, very soon. Um, but let's move on. And I want to – let's now move on to ta- – oh, you know what? And also one other thing. I want to talk about this now before we talk about the F56 horn. Is I want to talk about the Roadster. And specifically the Roadster S, not the JCW, the Roadster S. Todd and I got a chance to drive one uh, this last weekend. Uh, the one that Todd wrapped, that really cool copper color. Oh, God, dude. Really, I, again, that turned out really awesome. Nice work. Thank you. But I don't understand 
why every R56S does not drive or does not give you the same experience as the Roadster. I've driven coupes, and they drive nice, but it's not the same as the Roadster. I've driven R56S's, hardtops, but it's not the same as the Roadster. You get in that Roadster, and it is so well-behaved, and it's, it handles great, it rides nice, and it goes when you want, and when you don't want to, it cruises really nice. It's not real twitchy or anything. It's the perfect car. So I have a question regarding this. Um, uh, if I remember correctly, and, and you, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, the base for the uh, for that car was the convertible, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So is it is it not less rigid than the standard, you know, hardtop? No, it's more. How come? Uh, because there's no roof for stability. the The roof is not there to give the car that uh stability from the top so the suspension not the suspension but the the frame has to be beefed up and there's cross members on the frame and And, uh, it changes the handling dynamics okay okay so that's why that's why you guys are saying that you drive so well right i don't know but the coupe the coupe is basically the same car it's the roadster but it has a roof but the i like the coupe and i like the whole you know cockpit thing we've talked about that before but the the way it drives is not the same as the roadster and there's not another Mini that drives like the Roadster, I think. And the Roadster is just a joy to drive. I would tend to agree with that. After driving it, just the, the little bit I did. And the sound of that car was phenomenal. It's, it rifled the sound of the JCW we drove last summer. Really did. It was just a super awesome car. If you guys get the chance, this is, I mean, it's a serious contender. I would drive, I would put that car up against a Miata. I haven't even test driven a Miata, but I want to drive a Miata. But I would, if you're looking for a top-down car, I mean, obviously... You're going to have to buy used at this point. You're going, oh, maybe I'll get a MX-5. You should look at the, at, the, at the Cooper S Roadster. Not the JCW. Just look at the Cooper S. Trust me on that one. There's a handful a really of them nice still car. out there. They stopped making it last month, but there's a handful still a lot. Our dealer still has a couple of them. Uh, in fact, when I after driving this one in Phoenix, I had to, I dialed up my dealer, and I'm like, oh, they've got one with the JCW exterior pack, and it's loaded with nav. I'm going to have to go make a deal on this. And then I just realized that was impulsive. Yes, it was. <laughs> Um, but if you and also if you get the roadster, you want to make sure you get one with the HK. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. That, that I just like that car a lot. Is that what's wrong with me that I like that car so much? Yeah, I think uh, I think the stereo in a roadster is is just ridiculous. Anyway, it never sounds. Doesn't matter what you do, it's not going to sound that good. Just don't listen to the stereo. <laughs> okay, just, there you go. But drive the roadster. Test me on that one. I I will talk about that car until I don't know forever. Probably is Scotty going to be in Aviv? Yes. Yeah. All right. I'm driving this car. <laughs> so if you're coming out, if you're coming out to Ambiv, you can actually see uh, Todd's awesome wrap job. It's this metallic copper. I'm gonna have it, two wrapped roadsters at Ambiv this year. Do you realize? Oh, that? that's right. There'll be two. There'll be the, the the metallic the metallic matte purple of Dallas's and Scotty's metallic uh, copper. But Scotty's is amazing. That color. That's that metallic copper. It's like Moscow Mule mug colored. And then you walk around another direction and it's like the same color as an orange crush can. Then you walk around another color and it's like burnt orange. And you walk around another color and it's kind of tan, but there's like some purple hues in it. It's, it you're going to be, your mind will be blown. You'll be all. It's very cool. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to stop talking. Now. I've been talking too much. <laughs> Should I talk about uh, how the tell, horn is broken? Yeah. Tell me about, tell me about the horn on the F56. Why do you say it's broken? Okay. So do you say it's 
All of them. I, I realize this. I use my horn a lot when I drive. I don't know about you guys, but I honk at people a lot because they're not paying attention. And if I'm driving down a road and there's multiple lanes and somebody's drifting into my lane because they're not paying attention or they're texting or talking on their phone, I'll lay on my horn. I'll let them know I'm there because I'm like, okay, hey, 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 pay attention, right? So right. I, I blow my horn quite a bit. That's just me. It's a safety feature as far as I'm concerned so that other idiots on the road will pay attention to what they should be paying attention to, right? Sure. It's, it's an attention getter. So anyway, yes. um, and driving the F56 for the last year, I use, you know, I try and use the horn the same way I do in the GP, where I reach up and a lot of times it's a quick tap. It's like pet tap. And uh, the first few times, nothing happened. And I'm like, is, I think there's something wrong with the horn in this car. I think, you know, something's seriously wrong. And then I realized, no, that's the way this horn works. You can't just tap. You have to hold on it, and it's about a half a second before it, it, it honks. And the more I started thinking about this, I'm like, is my old car like this? No, my GP's not like this. Other cars aren't like this. It's instantaneous. When you tap it, the horn blows, right? Well, right. the F56 does not do that. There is... It may be a half a second, maybe third of a second. I don't know, but it is definitely a delay, and I am not the only one who thinks this. I've talked to other people. I've I've interviewed people at the dealer, techs, and they said, "Oh yeah, there's definitely a delay." And then finally looked up the electronics diagram of this car, and oh. it goes through basically. I think the uh, the horn now goes through the computer module, so basically it doesn't. It's not connected to the horn. The the actual button in the center of the steering wheel it isn't directly connected it goes to a computer where the computer's like hey you want me to honk the horn okay and there's like a millisecond delay and i i think that's a safety feature i think it's a problem because a half a second or whatever it is could be enough like it could half a second at 60 miles an hour is 30 feet yeah absolutely that's what i'm saying it's like you know, if it takes that much because you have to hold it down, you can't just go, huh? And the whole idea of a courtesy honk, you know, if somebody's sitting at a light, what do you do? You go beep, beep, you know, real quick. Right. That 56 doesn't do that. It you, it just does not function like that. You can't do a quick, hey, honk, you know, it, it, it doesn't work. And I challenge people to try it. Go, if you've got an F56, go out, give this a shot. Let me know if it works for you because I've tried it on multiple cars and nope, it is not set up that way. And I think it's a big deal. Uh, maybe that's just me. Maybe you don't use your horn. I don't know. But I do, and I'm annoyed by it. And now I've figured out why it's a problem because, you know, one of the techs pulled up the electronics of it and goes, well, look, it used to go direct here. Now it goes to a whole other module through the main computer, then to the horn. And I'm like, ooh. That's weird because uh, on all the every other car, maybe that's how maybe that's a new thing because every other car we've ever driven for our entire lives is hooked up directly to the horn. Yeah, but also Todd, every other car we've driven our entire life had the bright switch on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. there's that. Talk about that, but I mean, it's maybe this is all part of the whole uh, fly-by-wire stuff, you know? Like the steering is no longer just it's just a steering wheel, and there's no steering column. It's just connected with wires to the computer, and then the computer controls the car when you you know, when you steer and that kind of thing. You know, the gas pedal is no longer connected physically to the intake system. It's just a, a Cat 5 a, cable in the I, back of it. switch there. Yeah. You know, same with the brakes. The brakes aren't physically connected to the brake master cylinder, so you, you're, you're flicking a switch, right? Maybe it's all part of that. I don't know. I think it's a fail on 
Yeah, I'm agreed. On the part of design, and I think it's a, a big deal. Um, and like I said, if you think it's a big deal, let me know. But maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just being way too uh, technical about this. But I want other people to try it and see if they think it's also an issue. Because for me, a half a second at 60 miles an hour is a big deal. Yep. So I want to point out to the audience two things. First, first one is you, you guys see how much we're dedicated to you because Todd like checked the entire electronic diagram of the <laughs> of the car to make sure this was an actual issue. The first thing and the second thing, don't hesitate to actually blow your horn. I mean, we I know a lot of people that find this really annoying. I I'm like you, Todd, and I think you know coming from especially coming from being from originally from Paris, like people blow their horns like all the time, and it's like it, it can even drive you mad. But I maybe drive people mad here. But it's 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 don't over abuse it, obviously. But right. just you know use it as a safety feature. Honestly, it's a it is very useful and it's very efficient. It's there uh, for a reason. It's there. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And but one thing, don't blow it at like one a.m. in the morning. You know, yeah. uh, when people are sleeping, it's really annoying. Don't do that. Okay. Uh, that that's it. That's it. But uh, yes, dedication. But if, if she won't come out and see me through the window, Alex, how am I supposed to get her attention? I have to blow my horn. Get well, a, a boombox and Peter Gabriel music. That works. No. If she, if she has an Apple Watch, <laughs> and if you have an Apple Watch, you can send her a tap. I can just send her a tap. That's so nice. <laughs> oh my and just for the record, I was really close. I, I did look it up. 60 miles an hour is 88 feet per second. So in a half a second at 60 miles an hour. 40 feet. That's 44 feet. That's, that's a, a lot. lot. It's a big deal, people. And I don't that's know. I'm, I'm guessing. I have not timed it, but it feels like. You should to- let's nerd out. Let's go a full bore nerd on this. And let's run the numbers. Let's make this happen. I think we need to like get a hold of the Mythbusters on this one. Dude, we totally need to get a hold of them. Or at least Nathaniel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Alex, what did you drive today? Yeah, Alex Alex was silly this week. Yeah. So, yeah. So, DB thinks I'm totally going off on a... Off on a You're car shopping, man. That's, yeah, that's exactly. what you need I'm to do. Yeah, car shopping. I'm, I'm using excuses to drive cars. That's right. Anyways... Today, I was on my way to the restaurant when I saw an Audi dealer. So I was like, okay, I have, you know, I have, you know, an hour to kill. So let's go try the S3. And so I'm not going to talk so much about the S3 because, you know, it's, it's basically like the R, except it's fancier inside. Uh, but it kind of feels like a toy and a very expensive toy, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, for, fully loaded. That car is like almost 50 grand. It's, it's a lot of money. Uh, for basically an expensive Volkswagen, it's I mean it's an Audi, but still an expensive Volkswagen in my opinion. Um, what do I have to say? I like the the, susp- the magnetic suspension. It's pretty cool. I have to say, it was really nice. Uh, the brakes are amazing. Yeah, yeah, DB. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, the brakes are amazing, and also uh, uh, what else was great. Uh, the handling, the handling around the corners was was really nice. But again, it's a uh, it's a 50k Audi. I think it's very expensive. Uh, what what was most fun though was was where the arguments the uh, the salesman was using to convince me to buy the car. Uh, and, he, and he trashed my BMW like full on for like a good 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so funny. And at the end, I was, you know, you know your, your car is real, real drive as, is, as if it's a disease in uh, New England, right? Oh, I real, bl- real drive. What are you thinking about? This is insane. And, uh, you know, it's not convenient, obviously, given the weather we have in the winter. But with a set of winter tires, you know, you're set, you're fine. I did it for the first time this year and it was, right. it was great. No problem at all. Um, 
All-wheel drive is a lie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't help the average person. No, it doesn't. And 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 also people. And also in some instances, I think it's dangerous because people think they can overcome anything with all-wheel drive. Which oh, they is drive bad. like idiots in the snow. I know exactly. Yeah, and you can't defy the laws of physics at some point. This is just what it is. Well, because then they uh, buy their Audi and they have like performance summer tires on it and think, oh, yeah. I've got all-wheel drive. No, you're an idiot. You're gonna crash. <laughs> <laughs> What else did he say? Uh, yes, and I and I told him I was shopping against the Golf R, and he was like, you know, I don't know if he was on purpose or if he was really ignorant, but he didn't know anything about the Golf R. And when I told him it's basically the same car, but you know, nine grand less, he was he was very surprised and didn't know what to say. So I think that's another uh, lesson for salesmen: like, don't only be knowledgeable about your car. But also be knowledgeable a lot about the competition, especially for cars that are in the in the same you know company as you are. I mean, Audi and Volkswagen it's the same company. Um, and also, just don't trash you know like other brands for the for just for the trashing. Like don't 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 say BS basically because you know I've been driving like I know BMWs. I've been driving mine for three years now. Uh, and you know, I I like BMW, so don't you know, don't say stuff that are not true because some of the things he said were really ridiculous. I'm not gonna repeat them here, but it was really really ridiculous. And and I know a lot of people, you know, don't take the time to uh, make their you know do their research right and do their shopping right, and they get you know talked into buying things they don't need or hearing things that are not true from the salesman. So I urge people to take the time to do their homework before going into any dealer. And be prepared because those guys will, you know, uh, you know, say, you know, nonsense like all day long with no problem at all. And can I say that I know my dealer, there's a lot of, there's always at least two or three S3s and S5s traded in on BMWs. Oh, wow. And that, and that to me is kind of striking because at any given time, there's at least one or two on the lot that somebody's traded in. And that seems to me to be kind of telling about this car, you know, over the long term is that people yeah. are like, you know what? I don't want this anymore. I'm going to go get a three series. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, though, it looks nice. Like the yeah, you know, abs- some of the exterior bits that the, that they have, uh, you know, make the stance of the car looks really aggressive and really right. nice. And I think, you know, as opposed to the... Uh, Again, I'm going back to the to the to the front bumper of the mini. Uh, it's really well, de- like overall, it's really well designed on the uh, on the outside. Now, if you're looking at an S S3 next to an S4 next to an S5, like you won't see the difference because they all look alike, right. which is really annoying. Right. Uh, especially for someone who's dropping 60k on an S5, their car looks the same as a 40k car, which is really really not cool. Right. Uh, so they all look the same. But I have to say, it's I think it's well designed. One thing I don't understand, though, that's the second Audi that I, I I drove. I've been driving the A4 extensively when I go to Los Angeles for work because I I rent my car uh, through Silver Car. Right. And so I think this car is like really boring. Right. And uh, I don't understand how people switch from BMW to Audi because uh, you know historically BMWs have been if they are anything like the car I drive now they are. I mean, those are really driver's car. So I don't understand why you would go to Audi, but on the same, on the opposite, uh, on the opposite side of things, it seems to me that, um, especially driving the 328 uh, a couple of times when I had my car being serviced, it really feels like an A4. So I don't know if BMW is trying to go the Audi way or if Audi is trying to go the BMW way, but there is something very similar between the A4 and the 328. They are basically the same car to me, except with a different badge. Yeah. Um, 
Um, so that's that's so that's it. That's the takeaway from I kind of, uh, yeah. I kind of agree with you. I I personally I like the looks of the Audis better than I like the BMW. The styling, I think it's a sexier car. That's completely you know uh, you know subjective you know uh, on my part. Um, you know your your opinion is your opinion. Whatever you know, I'm talking people listeners. Uh, you may like the look of a BMW better than an Audi, but I kind of like the looks and the styling of it a little bit better. Now, that being said, no, I think the BMW is a better driver's car. It's a, a better car all around. So, yeah, yeah and, and uh, as far as my list is concerned, like the S3 is you know cross of my list. I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah. why buy a why buy a 50k car when you can get the same car for 40k? I'm talking right. about the Golf R. It makes no sense to me. Right. And so I'm back to a. Uh, Four cars on the list right now, and we'll see. You know what happens gonna in flip, the next gonna, twelve months. Yeah, flip a coin in a year, or whatever. Well, let me yeah. talk about the car buying experience that uh, that that I had this past week, or I should say that I'm at least close to. Uh, my lady friend's parents were in the market for a new car, and they were looking at a Countryman, and you know, oh. some kind of crossovers and things like this, right? Well, mm-hmm. I'll put it this way: to you know, jump ahead in the story, they bought an S- they bought a Honda CRV. Um, just today, in fact, and it's funny because I got a lot of phone calls and text messages <laughs> during the the car buying is it, process. Is it the new CRV? Yes, the new CRV, which which I do not like. And I told them that I said I don't like the looks of this car. I think they, you know, I, I just I don't like the styling. I don't like it at all. But huge, they chose this car uh, for technology reasons. It's got a backup camera. The Countryman does not offer a backup camera. Okay, the CRV also has oh, a. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, go ahead. The CRV also has a side camera on the right wing mirror for a blind spot. So, like, if you turn your directional signal on and you're going to change lanes or whatever, it brings mm-hmm. up a camera, you know, to give you a blind spot, which I think is distracting, and I don't think it's good for old people. So, I, <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily a plus. Um, this car is loaded up with heated seats, power seats, which the Countryman does not have power seats. Uh, power. I think it's got power folding rear seats. I'm not sure. I haven't seen the car yet, but but she was telling me all about you know the features in it, how great it was, and it was like 25 grand. And I go, oh, you're not even going to be able to get a base Cooper, you know, nothing Countryman for 25 grand, right. and you can't compete on the features, on the technology features that are built into this car, touchscreen display, you know, all of this. And uh, I said, it sounds like it's a good value, and if you like the car, get the car. Yeah, and to me, and I was talking to my uh, uh, the salespeople at the dealer at the mini dealer today about this, and I said, "Yeah, the Countryman, it just can't compete anymore. The car, it's like a five year old car. the The new ones on the lot today seem like it's five year old technology, and I think other automotive reviewers have been saying the same thing about the Countryman. It's getting really long in the tooth. It's really, really overdue for an update." Yeah, we talked about that once before. I mean, and that's part of the problem with the seven-year with the seven-year product cycle, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. At some point, your car is just going to feel old. Now that we are in the twenty-first century, when when people are out shopping, a Countryman against, say, a Honda CRV or a Toyota Rav Four, compared against anything, it's just like, oh, this all these other cars they come with all the things, and the Countryman comes with nothing. Yeah. I Especially to- when it came like four years into the R generation, you're already like half down the way of that of that generation. Right. It came in 2010, right? October 2010, and the uh, the right. R56 was released in November 2007, I think. Right. Yes. Right. So it's it's just that was my two cents as a, as a real world, 
you know, not even involved in this, but somebody who said, I'm not even going to look at the Countryman now because it doesn't offer the features I want that I can get over here for less money. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's tough. I mean, it's I'm sh- it's a Honda CRV, and I'm sure it still drives like a, you know, a sh- like, shoebox on wheels. It probably, I, last time I drove a CRV was when they did that whole test drive shootout thing between the Countryman and the CRV and the, what was it, the Volkswagen something or other? Right. And the Juke. Yeah, right, yeah. which is mm-hmm. horrible, horrible, ugly, horrible car. Um, and back then, I was like, "Oh yeah, this Countryman definitely wins over all of these cars." But now that it's you know five years later, it's just like, "Well, how come I have to pay extra for all these things? Why can't I get?" I mean, Todd, you're right. Yeah, yeah. If stuff's important to you, if those extra, the backup camera, and all those other things that's important to you, yeah, you're definitely going to go someplace else. That's just sad because. Mm-hmm. Countryman's more fun to drive. I don't care what anybody says. I don't mind driving a Countryman. I would agree with you that the, the driving the two, it's probably more fun to drive and more comfortable to drive. Yeah, but I haven't driven. I will drive the CRV probably in the next week, and uh, I'll report back in comparison what I think of it versus the Countryman. I think you're going to think it's really narrow. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I got to say I don't think I've ever driven a CRV in my life. Yeah, good for you. Nicely done. Yeah, <laughs> and I used to be as a Honda guy. As opposed to CRX. Yeah. No, that was fun. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think I we're done. Could, I think we're going to be done. Yep. Yep. It is so written. It is so said. Uh, I want you guys, before we do finish, I want you to take a minute. I want you to click over to motoringstripes.com. And I want you to look at all the neat things that you can buy that Todd makes. Todd will sell you stripes for the car. He will send them to you, give you instructions on how to install them, and then you install them. And it's like, holy crap, I have Todd Pearson stripes on my car. I rule. There you and go. And they look nice, and they're super, super awesome. As an added treat, if you go over there, we still run a coupon code? Yes. Uh, for the Until we say otherwise, uh, if you use a coupon code of 5050-5050, you'll save 5% on the order, anything that you order, from motoringstripes.com. That's the uh, center, center graphics, the Countryman bumper protection strip, or uh, any of the stripe packages. Go over there, get some, and use a coupon code of 5050 to save 5%. Boom. Boom. Come, come see us at Anvil. And come see us at Anvil. We're going to be in Anvil. Yes, huh? do it. Uh, but anyway, motoringstripes.com, you know, because blank is blank. Done. Uh, but we're done? Mm-hmm. We are done. This, uh, thanks for everybody for listening. Thanks for your patience. While, you know, Todd and I were busy this last week, and I'm making a show for you guys last week. We do appreciate you guys sticking around. We hope to see all you guys at Anvil. It's going to be super awesome this year. Uh, make sure to come find us. We'll be easy to find. We'll be the ones making the most amount of noise. And we'll have stickers and all manner of things that you guys can come get from us. Plus, Todd's going to have some other special items for sale that uh, you have to come in to find out what they are. That's right. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully we'll see you guys in. Uh, we will have another show before Ampit Clover, so don't worry about that. Um, but otherwise, this is the part of the show where I like to make the funny clicking sound. And then I say... Questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. But until next week, Inc., this is Stevie. I'm done. Cheers. Have you all go?